This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite, hosted by superfan and actual know-it-all Kyle Armstrong on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bite Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. Well, this week we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, races over the weekend and uh, preview the upcoming races, and then uh, we're going to go to the phone lines here and hopefully have us a guest here later on in the show. You'll have to stay tuned to hear who that'll be. So this weekend, the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Model Series were in action at Smoky Mountain Speedway for 12000 to win. Uh, me and my brother, we took us a little scenic tour, and we went up there to that race this weekend and had a, had a good time Uh Saw some uh, saw some interesting stuff on the way. We saw some elk right there out of Cherokee, North Carolina, and took the tail of the dragon to get there. And a beautiful day uh, to to make a uh, road trip like that, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, got there about two o'clock or so, and got our pit passes. Walked through the pits and uh, talked to talked to some familiar faces and saw all the cars. And man, I'll tell you what, there were some good cars there. It was, uh, there were not many slouches at that event for sure. There were, uh, there were 53, I believe super late models on hand at that event. And, uh, and so yeah, Chris Madden picked up the win over Mike Marler and Jonathan Davenport. Hudson O'Neill was fourth. Tim McCready was fifth. Uh, and they started, what, what I found interesting was they started 32 cars, um, I know they started 35 down at Volusia the other week, but uh, I believe 32 uh, could possibly be the largest field of dirt late models I've ever been in attendance to witness uh, with all the provisionals that the World of Outlaws have in place there that, uh, that they started all those cars. It was, uh, it was as you can imagine, it was uh, some heavy lap traffic there in the second half of the race. So, uh, yeah, Chris Madden was able to, able to stay in the lead and actually pulled pulled ahead there toward the end of the event but uh pretty much led every lap uh and uh, mike marler stuck his nose in there a couple of times and got close davenport was right in the mix it was a really interesting race to watch uh you know considering it was sort of a uh rubber rubber race uh but anyway it was uh, it was interesting and then uh so so that was a fun little trip got, glad we got to go do that and uh then of course sunday the Southern All-Stars were in action down at Cherokee Speedway for 10,000 to win. So a lot of those cars that were at Smoky Mountain ventured down ventured down I-40 to 26 over to I-85 and exit 96. And they showed up at Cherokee Speedway and battled it out on, the, on another rubber surface at uh, Gaffney, South Carolina there on Sunday afternoon. Brandon Overton picked up the win over Jonathan Davenport, Jimmy Owens, Zach Mitchell, who was our guest on the show a couple of weeks ago, and Stuart Friesen was fifth. So that was a uh, yeah, that was kind of another another follow the leader race. It looked like uh, they're late in the going. Jonathan Davenport and Jimmy Owens were really good on the long run. They they reeled Overton in and were right right there with him at the finish. And I believe uh, I believe there would have been a few more laps. I believe Davenport might could have got around him. I'm not sure. So that was uh, that was yesterday. Um, also over the weekend there at Cherokee Speedway, David Smith, which uh, was a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago, picked up the Thunder 602 Crate Late Model Division win. And Cheeseburger, Brian Mullis, picked up the Southeastern Late Model win down there on Saturday at Gaffney, South Carolina. Um, so Saturday, as we so going back to Saturday, we'll... Uh, you know, I got to go through the pits and everything, and 
Uh, Jonathan Davenport was there, and he was our guest on the show last week, of course. And I, I got to personally thank him for taking time out of out of his busy schedule to be on the show, and he uh, uh, he was gracious and really appreciated, I guess, the opportunity. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, man, it's kind of hard to tell tell my whole life story in thirty minutes. We'll have to do it again sometime. And you know, he's exactly right. And you know, I had a lot of people reach out during the week and say they enjoyed that, and I appreciate that too. So. So yeah, hopefully we can have him have him back on the show again, and uh, you know fill in some of the gaps we uh, there that we had. So yeah, that was a good uh, good time talking to him. Got to got to catch up with Chris Ferguson a little bit. You know, Chris Ferguson he he's uh, he doesn't live far from us, but man, it seems like we have to go to a racetrack to get caught up with him. We were just we just all run such busy schedules. Uh, got to talk to him a little bit, and he's really looking forward to his. 2021 season he's thinking he's got one of the best cars and opportunities he's got in a long time and uh, he finished seventh there at smoky mountain speedway uh got to also visit with kyle strickler a little bit and he was talking a little bit about how fast uh bristol was he got the test at bristol the other week and he he was saying that uh saying it was wide open turn it he said you don't even hardly have to turn the wheel man you just hold it to the floor and go wide open around there so it's uh he said he's looking forward to that, but he said it was he said it was probably more sketchy to race at Smoky Mountain than it was to race at uh, to go around Bristol. But you know, hey, there hasn't been cars and traffic yet there at Bristol, but but you know, there soon will be. Uh, two weeks from now, we'll be uh, headed up there and checking out that event. So uh, so it's going to be one to check out. But this weekend, uh, you know, if you listen to the show back in uh, I believe it was November, we talked to Brandon Overton and. And that race that was at Cochran that weekend, it was going to be 20,000 to win, will be reset this coming weekend, March 12th and 13th at Cochran Motor Speedway in Cochran, Georgia. It's going to be 20,000 to win. I believe it's the Gobbler. And, uh, yeah, and Brandon Overton has a good sh- good shot to win that one, starting up toward the front. I believe the top 20 cars are locked in, and they're going to have a B-Main, so uh, some more cars can come in and show up at that deal. So be interesting to keep an eye on there. The Sillern All-Star Series will be in action this weekend at Sillern Raceway in Milton, Florida for a 3,000-to-win show. Uh, like I said, they were just at Cherokee Speedway this past weekend. Super late models at Florence, Kentucky, Florence Speedway, Union, Kentucky. 10,000-to-win show coming up this weekend, March 13th. And Carolina Clash will be in action this weekend at Lancaster, South Carolina, Lancaster Speedway. And various other races going on in the in the country this weekend but uh so check them out if they're at your local track or anywhere uh go go support your local races and then of course the week after that uh you can support your local racetracks too but also bristol motor speedway will be in action for fifty thousand to win super late model event on a saturday night uh also lucas oil series will be in action at atomic speedway and brownstown for a 12 and a 15,000 to win shows. So check them out if they're in your area. But uh, man, I'll tell you what, I'll go back to that race at Smoky Mountain. I'm telling you what, there were, there were so many good cars there. Uh, as far as, you know, you, you go to that event and I, I just wonder uh, if anybody else feels the same way as I do. But whenever you, whenever you were there at a race like that and you're walking around through the pits and watching the, or you know getting to see the cars line up and 
and you just and i don't know if i maybe i'm the only one that does this but those guys uh but i guess i think uh man this is the biggest dirt lake model race in the in the whole world tonight right here on the planet and i'm here so uh so yeah that was uh that was that was the biggest race in the country going on for sure and it was an honor to be there and Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to go to some more good races this coming year. Coming up after the break, our guest of the week. This is the Forward Bite Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. This is the Forward Bite Podcast. We're going to go to the phone lines and talk to a, a NASCAR Cup Series regular, uh, Corey LaJoy. He's going to run that upcoming Bristol Dirt Nationals and Corey Hedgecock's Crate Late Model. Uh, Corey, what's going on, man? Oh, man, just uh, got done putting little man down and uh you know trying to figure out what we're going to do when when uh, i see a track that has brown stuff on i've never done that before so uh, i'm glad Corey hedgecock got that thing ready to rock for me here a couple weeks yeah i've heard you say before that you've always wanted to race a dirt late model at some point where you're going to get your chance but i've also heard you say that you didn't want to get out there in a in a big crowd and you know, a lot of people having eyes on you. Well, are you going to get a chance to test that thing before you go and unload no, first, it Bristol? first practice, man, let her rip. Hold her to the mat. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the fences are for to hold you in. That's right. Well, there's going to be a lot of people watching. And, uh, you know, I was wondering if you were going to be testing it, but it doesn't sound like it. No, no, no test. Just fire up that thing and race. Well, what do you, uh, what do you see the value in going and running that dirt late model race before the week before uh, you guys get in the cup car? Do you think that's going to have any benefit? I mean, certainly, it's certainly not going to hurt. Um, it'll be my first dirt race ever. So I think just seeing it before I jump into a cup corn and, and rifle that thing off, I think just uh, seeing the dirt and seeing the track changes throughout the night, it'll be the big thing. And I'm sure that's going to be probably the same, probably a little more exaggerated on Sunday afternoon in the day for the cup race. So, uh, you know, there's some things I can pull out. Obviously, the cars are going to drive a lot different, but uh, I think that just being able to get out there and slide around and, and learn kind of the the dirt race craft that uh you know some slide jobs and backing the thing in the corners something new to me and looking forward to have some fun with it yeah i think it's gonna i think it's gonna pay dividends i think you'll uh, get out there and have fun i think that oh yeah I, I could be wrong saying this but i think that uh you'll be back in a dirt late model again at some point after you uh, experience this first one yeah no I'm, i don't know man it's uh, uh we got some help from sns express danny sanford uh, he's always helped us on the on the Super Late Mall down there at the Derby, so he helped out, and we also got Dia Edge to help out as well. So we got a couple fun guys to uh, to help make this thing happen, and hopefully keep the all four tires pointed straight or kind of sideways, but somewhat straight, and uh, and make the A and and see where we stack up. Well, perfect. Well, you're you know you're really no stranger to dirt late model racing in that community. I mean, you've built seats for Shane Clanton and. Jonathan Davenport and among you know among many more and uh, you and I know you guys keep up with it every year you're at the world finals if you're in town and and your dad is big involved in dirt late model racing and building these seats and uh, I know you're no stranger to the to the atmosphere and the community of that deal so uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be fun to see you get out there and run with them guys yeah for sure um, you know I think that uh, it'll certainly be a challenge guys that uh, you know do it almost each and every week uh, you know regardless if it's a crate car or super dirt, dirt super late uh you know those guys are are good at what they do in, in their discipline so i don't expect it's going to be an easy uh task by no means but i'm looking forward to to bouncing some some stuff off of austin dylan obviously he's come from a super late background so he'll bring some good knowledge to in and, and help me up to speed pretty quick 
Yeah, that's true. Austin Dillon will be your teammate that weekend. And yeah, of course, he's got a lot of experience. And if he can talk Shane McDowell into coming over and helping him out uh, with the setup there, I think uh, I think he'll be tough to beat if you can get some of those notes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be bouncing anything I can off of everybody. Uh, you know, Davenport's been a longtime customer uh, for our seats. And, uh, you know, Kyle Bush is driving his car. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of guys I can text or, you know, got Kyle, Kyle Strickler uh, has, has been a longtime friend. So there's certainly a lot of guys I can talk to and lead me astray if I really want them to. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be a fun event up there, and I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, we're going to go up there and check it out. Well, but anyway, yeah, so – so yeah, you're uh, so you're so the, so there's a bunch of guys running these dirt late models. You know, Cole Custer is. I heard that uh, I heard you know Cole Custer's going to run Austin Dillon, of course, your buddy Joey Logano there, and then also Kyle Busch in a super late model. And I may be missing some, but it just seems like it's really interesting to see all of those Sunday guys come in there and run this race. It's kind of a kind of going to be a kind of a you know all eyes are going to be on this deal for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know guys that. Are, are really trying to push to, you know, I think that the, the playing field is a little more level here than you know, a lot of other places we go. So you see some guys taking advantage of, you know, this weekend or this coming next weekend to, to see the track and see what it does. And, and anytime we're all racers, anytime we can think we can get the upper leg on somebody, uh, we'll, we'll certainly take advantage of it. And, you know, it all, but on the flip side, it also comes down to what, what relationships you have. And if you're able to round the funding up to do it, because, you know, not everybody's able to find, you know, that 10, 15 grand and, you know, 50 or 60, if you're looking at a super late to, to make that deal happen. So, uh, luckily I've, I've had a lot of great partners, Danny Sanford and Diet being, being two of the many, and it's cool to have those guys on board. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you do that. Well, you know, so you're going to be a, uh, asphalt cup ringer coming in and running the dirt late models, but, uh, I just found out today that, uh, and this may not be announced, but we're going to say it anyway. Uh, Mike Marler's coming over to run the cup car and the truck at, uh, at Bristol there. And so what do you think about some of these dirt guys coming running with you guys on Sunday? Well, I think we're going to talk about that tomorrow on stacking pennies. Uh, you know, I, I, and Mike obviously ran that truck a couple of times at Eldora. So he's probably exempt from what point that I was going to talk about, but yeah, you see a couple guys that have not run any national series races, uh, just jump right in the cup car because, uh, you know, they got a couple bucks to jump in something that's a backmarker. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, and that's not picking on any buddy that's doing it that hasn't run any races, but I think that there should be some sort of bar. You have to meet, uh, you know, a truck race, a Xfinity race, something. You, I don't think you should be able to sh drive a skip barber car and then all of a sudden drive an F1 car. Cause you can find, you know, a 25 grand sponsor. So that's my hot take about that. Tune into the podcast here on Wednesday to, hear me elaborate on that a little bit more. And, and I do want to say that, you know, it's not me picking on anybody. It's just the system that's broken. And I think that, you know, that you should have to meet a certain, uh, certain criteria to be, you know, quote unquote cup driver, because I've, a lot of guys have worked their entire life to, to, to be a quote unquote cup driver. And, you know, regardless of where we are, a, a road course, a dirt car, a dirt race, or a intermediate or Martinsville, I think that, you should have to pay a little bit of dues in the lower division to get that that sign off to to race in the you know NASCAR's highest level. Yeah, that is an interesting take, but I, I will say that uh, that I do think Mike Marler's paid his dues. He's been around a long time, and I mean not yeah, not in NASCAR, but uh, they're late models. Well, no, so, I mean so. Mike, you know Mike ran a couple of truck races, so 
like for me, uh, it, it ain't up to me to set what the criteria is. Right. But Mike Marlowe at least tried to run two truck races, and he paid a little bit of dues. Like, okay, let me just not jump in a cup car because I got some guy that wanted to give me twenty five grand, and Rick Ware has a car that's open. You know, like at least he put in a little bit of work on the front end before they announced his Bristol dirt race. You got a couple guys in here that have never even sit in a full body stock car rolling off of the cup race on, on that Sunday. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I haven't seen the full entry list. I do know Chris Wyndham's another one, but I think, uh, I think Wyndham's ran a few Xfinity races and stuff back years ago. So yeah, I don't right. know. I don't no, know and and I, I'm is. like I said, I'm not picking on anybody. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more so than the people, right? I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't fault anybody to try to get to the Cup Series and race on Sunday. That's, uh, you know, that is the that is the goal, that is the dream. So I don't fault anybody for doing it. I fault the system that allows people to not race anything uh, on on a NASCAR ladder and jump into a Cup car with with you know no holds barred. Yeah, I sort of see what you're saying there. I mean, you know, whenever they go to Daytona, you know, you have to be required to run an ARCA race or whatever before you, you to be looked at. So, you know, who's looking at yep. these guys? I see what you're saying. I'm not against yeah, you. you. know, and, and I, I want to just say, again, yeah, it ain't on, you know, it ain't on any of those guys. It, it's on, you know, I thought I just think that when you hold a cup driver's license, it should mean something. It shouldn't just mean you found a couple bucks and jumped in a car for one race. Yeah, I totally agree. I get what you're saying. Well, you know, you mentioned your podcast there too, Stacking Pennies, man. I've been listening to it the last couple of, well, you know, I think there's only been about three episodes so far. Man, you're doing a great job of that thing. I appreciate it. Yeah, Chuck Bush, he's a producer, so he's got some good stuff. We, I'm starting to get my feet comfortable and get some sea legs with that thing because, you know, and you're doing with this, the you know, that kind of monologue when you Inter- interview people and you lead them in and lead them out and transition segments that stuff's pretty hard so yeah very uh, hard it took me a couple of weeks to get used to it and i'm glad nascar.com allowed me to to jump in there and do it and i've had a lot of fun and hopefully we keep getting better at it we've got kyle larson and his crew chief cliff daniels coming on tomorrow so it should be good yeah that'll be good i'll definitely be checking that out you know kyle larson's another one he'll be at uh, bristol also and uh you know it's really amazing to see what he's done too in a super late model whenever he gets in one it's amazing to see what he does when he drives anything. anything. So, I mean, that guy's, that guy's a generational talent. So I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah, you got to be sure to talk to him about that uh, super late model stuff that he's ran and, you know, the upcoming Bristol week on your show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, got, a, I got a laundry list of stuff I'm going to talk to him about. I'll see where he wants to lead it and have some fun. Um, you know, and Cliff Daniels' crew team has been a good buddy of mine. We talk a little bit about kickball and our – our championships there and, and, and just let, allow those guys to kind of put their guard down a little bit and have some fun and, and stack some pennies with us. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I, I had a, I didn't have a laundry list of anything here in front of me. I just went off the top of my head and hopefully I think we crossed all the, uh, crossed all the T's and dotted the I's and I appreciate you coming on the show tonight, Corey. I really do. Absolutely. Kyle Armstrong. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work. All right. Thanks man. Hopefully we'll see you soon sometime. We'll, we'll see you at Bristol next week for sure. All right, come find me. I will, man. We'll see you. Another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast is in the books for this week. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. I really do appreciate Corey LaJoy coming on the show, man. It was short notice. He's uh, he's very busy. He's got a lot going on in his life. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was kind of a rare opportunity to get to talk to him. And he's going to be making his Dirt Late Model debut up there at Bristol next week. So I wanted to get his thoughts on that. I hope you enjoyed what he had to say. If you liked what you heard, please reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, forward bike uh we're all we're on all the platforms so 
So hit us up, let us know what you think, send us your reviews. Uh, hopefully we'll be on Apple and Spotify here pretty soon. They're telling me that's, uh, that's in the works, so stay tuned. We appreciate you listening, and until then, we'll talk to you next week.